It's Friday, February 16th, and Augie is offended that I didn't talk about the Puppy Bowl yesterday on Offended. Well, Augie, I apologize, because Augie is a very, very cute dog that listens to this show. And welcome back to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network and Jess Cobbis Clothing. I'm your host, Tricky, and I have to apologize again to Augie for not talking about the Puppy Bowl yesterday. I apologize, but fine. Here's a quick recap of what happened with the Puppy Bowl. Team Rough won with a sweet rescue pup named Mush. Were the big winners of Sunday's 20th annual Puppy Bowl that was held this Sunday afternoon. Team Rough's Mush from Troy. Uh, from Troy, Virginia, Virginia, my God, I cannot speak today, was the official MVP winner of the Puppy Bowl 20 after some impressive plays in the field. Uh, congratulations on a puptastic achievement, said the Discovery Network. All right, offended. We are back. Thank you, everyone, for the kind words yesterday. Thank you to everyone that reached out to me and that said they liked the new format. Uh, means a lot to me. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Offended. It is time for the song of the day. And your song of the day is by Synthetic Sun. And the song is called Note to Self. And we are going to play it in its entirety right here, right now on the Offended Podcast. Yeah. 
And that was Synthetic Sun, Note to Self, that is available now on all streaming platforms, wherever you can find music, wherever you get your music from, and Spotify, Apple Music, that is on all of those platforms. Their first show of 2024 is being held on February 24th at Lucas Schoolhouse at 1220 Allen Avenue in St. Louis, Missouri. They are performing alongside Still in Oakwood Grove. Doors start. Doors open at 7.30. Show starts at 8.30. It is a $10 cover. Synthetic Sun, Fe- February 24th at Lucas Schoolhouse. Again, that's at 1220 Allen Avenue in St. Louis, Missouri. Synthetic Sun, note to self. So we got some news coming out of the music world today. Uh, according to Rolling Stone magazine, uh, the distributor for Kanye West and Ty Dollar Science album, Vultures One, is in the process of removing the album from streaming services the company confirms to Rolling Stone, stating that the album had been uploaded despite the distributor previously declining to work with West on the rollout. By Thursday afternoon, the album was removed from Apple Music, though it currently remains on Spotify. On Spotify, um, thank God, because this is a phenomenal album. Kanye West is a fucking idiot. Do not get me wrong. I'm not like fan. I'm not a fan of Kanye the person. I'm a fan of Kanye the musician, and he makes phenomenal music. Vultures One is one of the best albums Kanye West has put out probably since uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy even. Maybe even Pablo. It's a great, it's a great album. It reminds me of old Kanye. It's a great album. Um, FUGA, a music distributor owned by Downtown Music Holdings, said on Thursday that while the company had declined an offer to work with West last year, Another FUGA user apparently working with Wes had uploaded the album anyway. Late last year, FUGA was presented with an opportunity to release Vultures 1. Exercising our judgment in the, in the uh, ordinary course of business, we, de- we declined to do so. A spokesperson for Downtown Music, FUGA's parent company, said in a statement, On Friday, February 9th, 2024, a long-standing FUGA client delivered the album Vultures 1 through the platform's automated process, violating our service agreement. Therefore, FUGA is is actively working with DSP partners and the client to remove Vultures 1 from our systems. A rep for Mr. West did not immediately respond to request for a comment, according to Rolling Stone. Um... Just a, it's just some wild news. It just feels like, you know, it's always something with Kanye, you know. But this album is fantastic, and I really hope it stays on Spotify because it's a great album. I really enjoyed listening to this album. I was shocked, was not expecting this album to be great. Donda was okay. I liked Donda when I first listened to it. It kind of went back to it. It's very dark. And one of the things that I brought up to Katie, uh, like, the other day is the progression of Kanye West's music. It starts off like with the college graduation or excuse me, the college dropout to late registration, the graduation, 808s, my beautiful Dr. Fancy and on. It, his music starts off with such a happy, colorful sound. And then as he progresses through his career and the albums that he puts out recently have a very dark and a dark undertone to his music now. It's very he can tell how sad and depressed this guy is and you know, I understand that, like, what he has said and what he has done in the past is fucking bad. It's fucking wrong. But at the same time, how are we any better to judge somebody that's going through? He has severe mental issues, severe mental bipolar depression. It's clear as day. Um, but is he an idiot? Yes. Yes, he is. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm just... 
I just really like his new album. Vulture's one is a great album. If you haven't listened to it, I would highly, highly recommend checking that out. So there were two trailers that got released today, and I cannot be more excited. The first trailer I saw this morning when I woke up was the brand new trailer for the reboot of the old X-Men cartoon from the 90s, and this is titled X-Men 97, which is coming on Disney Plus in March. It looks it looks so fucking cool. I cannot believe that they're bringing it back. They have all the old voice actors that are um, that used to voice those characters back in the 90s. Um, I saw a lot of people complaining about Wolverine's voice from the trailer, and I have to remind people, that guy that's voicing Wolverine, he ain't no spring chicken anymore. He's 67 years old. His voice is going to sound a little different. I just think it's cool that they got the original actors playing these characters once again. I love every absolute second of this. That show is going to fucking rule. And if it was up to me, if it was up to me, I would have that show, you would release new episodes like every Saturday morning, just like how it used to be. Release those episodes at Saturday morning at 9 a.m. That would be so awesome. And let's be honest, the targeted art, the targeted audience for the show is going to be people my age. It's going to be people that grew up with the show. We want to see the story continue. Um, in the series finale back in 1997, Professor X, Charles Xavier, uh, dies at the, in the last episode. And the X-Men vowed to, you know, carry his passion and to work, to keep working forward uh, as they strive for the mutants in the X-Men universe. And then in this trailer, it shows that Magneto now has control of everything that Professor X had because Professor X signed it on over to Magneto before he passed away in his will. Um, It looks like a good show. I can't wait to see it. The second trailer that dropped today that I cannot wait for, and I have to say, this trailer was beautifully done. It was beautifully done. I got goosebumps watching it. It's the NCAA College Football 2025 video game that's going to come out uh, over the summer. I cannot wait. It's been, how long has it been? Let me look this up real quick. How long has it been since we last had an NCAA football game? Uh, it was, do, 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 or excuse me, the last release was NCAA football in 2014. Came out on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. There hasn't been a new NCAA football game since then. Uh, this new NCAA football game will include College Game Day from ESPN on in its video game, which I think is great. Pat McAfee is a part of that. If you got Pat Mac, if you got Pat McAfee in a video game, yeah, just take my money because I'm definitely gonna buy that game. Along with that, a few months ago, I know that I don't, I mean, I haven't done the podcast so long, so I haven't gotten to talk about it, but a few months ago, Sega announced that they're going to start making brand new video games from old IPs that they have, which I think is long overdue. We're getting a new Crazy Taxi, we're getting a couple new games, I think a new Sonic game is going to come out, but the one that caught my eye is the one I've been asking for for so long, at least just like a remaster, a reboot, a sequel, whatever it may be. But Jet Set Radio was one of my favorite games growing up, and there's a brand new one that's coming soon. I cannot wait. I I brought a sign to AEW Dynamite one time that said Remaster Jet Set Radio that was actually retweeted by one of the wrestlers for AEW that was like, I second this. Nick Camarado, shout out to you. Um, Yeah, Jet Set Radio coming back, Sega coming back. I just, I don't know what it is. 
but I feel like the world is slowly getting back to where it was in 2019 in a good way. And I don't like, I don't want to freak anybody out because 2020 was next, but it does feel like the world is finally like the entertainment world, at least pop culture world, sports world is finally getting back to kind of normality again. And you just love to see it. And now it's time for a quick sports update here on offended. Uh, LSU running back Trey Holly facing a charge of attempted second-degree murder. According to ESPN, LSU freshman tailback Trey Holly turned himself into the Union Parish Sheriff's Office on Thursday and faces a charge of attempted second-degree murder. That's one of three felony charges he's facing tied to a shooting last week in Farmerville, Louisiana. Uh, Sheriff Dusty Gates of the Union Parish Sheriff's Office in Farmerville told ESPN in a phone interview Thursday that Holly turned himself in around noon and is being held on a $500,000 plus bond. Uh, Holly's arrest Thursday is one of three arrests tied to a February 9th shooting per Gates in which two people were shot. Gates told ESPN that both the shooting victims are expected to live. In the NHL, you had Alex Petrangelo and Brad Marchant this past week, surpassing 1,000 games played in the National Hockey League. A sight to behold. Congratulations to Alex Petrangelo and Brad Marchant. Very well-deserved. In other news, we have Kylian Mbappe has told PSG that he is leaving PSG at the end of the season. Uh, all signs are pointing to him signing with Real Madrid. He is the best soccer player in the world. Um, in my opinion, I think he is going. He could possibly surpass Lionel Messi when his career is finished as the greatest soccer player of all time. Uh, but let's just be honest. Mbappe, just come to St. Louis City. Just come to St. Louis City. You'll be loved here. Just, just do it. It'd be great. Uh, Iowa guard Caitlin Clark breaks the all-time NCAA scoring record for women's basketball. She scored 49 points in their win over Michigan uh, last night, Thursday, bringing her career total points to 3,569 total scoring points. That is absolutely incredible. She is not done yet. That that number is just going to keep going up. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark. And, and finally, United States women's soccer captain Lindsey Horan apologized Thursday for critical comments she made recently about fans of the women's United States soccer team, saying her remarks were poorly expressed, says she loves her fans so much. Basically what she said, she called her fans fucking stupid. She called them done, dumb. They're not very smart. Um, I mean, most American soccer fans aren't the brightest stars in the sky. I can understand where she's coming from. However, not a good look. Get it together. And that is your sports wrap-up for today. And what's on tap for this weekend? We have the St. Louis Blues taking on the Nashville Predators in a Central Division clash. The Blues currently sit in the second wildcard spot with 60 points and a game in hand on the Nashville Predators, while the Nashville Predators sit at 56 points trying to get into that last wildcard spot. We will see Ryan O'Reilly return to St. Louis the old Blues captain it should be a barn burner in St. Louis. On Friday night tonight, The Rock returns to the Friday night SmackDown. Definitely want to check that out, especially now that The Rock is a bad guy. He's a heel. Love to see it. UFC 298 is also on Saturday night. And, yep, I just checked my schedule again. There is no football. I am sad. I am very sad that there is no football on Sunday. This will be my first weekend that I will not gamble any money in a long time. I miss football already. Please just make football like 30 weeks. It'd be so awesome. It'd be so worth it too. I miss football. I miss it. 
Before we get into our St. Louis Blues talk and review of the St. Louis Blues versus the Edmonton Oilers, let's take a look around the NHL and what happened on Thursday, February 15th. Uh, we have the Sharks defeating the Calgary Flames 6-3. to We have the Pittsburgh Penguins defeating the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. to uh, The Dallas Stars defeated the Nashville Predators 9-2. to The Toronto Maple Leafs defeating the Philadelphia Flyers in a shootout 4-3. to You have the Tampa Bay Lightning beating the Colorado Avalanche 6-3. to The Anaheim Ducks defeat a terrible Ottawa Senators team 5-1. to the New York Rangers take on the Montreal Canadiens as they won 7-4. The Los Angeles Kings defeated the New Jersey Devils 2-1. The Florida Panthers beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-0. Seattle Kraken defeated the Boston Bruins 4-1. That is a surprising, surprising win for the Seattle Kraken. Boston's been pretty good. Uh, as I'm recording this right now, it is the third period between the Vancouver Canucks and the Detroit Red Wings. Vancouver is currently winning 3-1. And finally... Your St. Louis Blues defeated the Edmonton Oilers in a fantastic game, 6-2-3. It is time to get in to the St. Louis Blues talk right here on the Offended Podcast. The St. Louis Blues took on the Edmonton Oilers in a fantastic game, a hard-fought game. The Blues and Oilers, they seem to be brewing like a little rivalry, it almost seems like. It seems like every time we play the Oilers... You know, it's it's a very chippy game, especially now with the addition of Corey Perry to the Edmonton Oilers. Their team just gets all the much chippier. However, in this game, the Edmonton Oilers, I think, shot themselves in the foot by the amount of penalties that they took. And the they just looked like a dirty team tonight. They did not look great. Um, the first period was tight. It was close. Um, the first period ended 2-1 to one in favor of Edmonton, with the Blues actually scoring, but time had ran out at the end of the first period. So the Blues could have tied it right there. The Blues come out firing on all cylinders in the second period. Uh, Jake Neighbors, unbelievable. The fact that he wasn't the first star of the game is blows my mind. That kid is unreal. He is a talent to behold. But also, Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas is transforming into this elite player for the St. Louis Blues. And in my opinion, he is the next captain for the St. Louis Blues. I am very excited for Robert Thomas and Jake Nader's future here in St. Louis. Third start of the game was Jordan Bennington. Bennington was absolutely outrageous in that tonight, especially in the first period, making two huge saves, one glove save, one pad save. That should have been for sure goals for the Edmonton Oilers. Phenomenal game by Benner right there. The Blues would go on to score four goals in the second period, one goal in the first, one in the third, an empty netter in the third to win 6-3. to three. Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers had three assists. Um, one person I do want to talk about, I do have a gripe with for the St. Louis Blues, and that is number 25, Jordan Cairo. I don't, I don't get this player. I really don't understand this player whatsoever. This is a guy who has all the talent in the world to be one of the best players in the National Hockey League. And there's just times where he just looks lazy. He looks complacent out there. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. He gets beaten on the board so easily. I've never seen a player that gets beaten on the boards like that as much as he does, uh, especially when there's times that you need urgency and you need heart in this game, especially when you pull your goalie late in the game, how many times he's gotten beat off the puck and they take it down the ice and they score. It's just it's it's a lot. He's becoming a liability on the ice. Now there's times where then he looks like a million bucks and he's flying all over the ice scoring goals and he looks great. But then there's games like tonight. Sure, he, granted he scored a power play goal, but I mean that was a setup from Jake Neighbors and I mean 
the rest was history there. But still, there was times tonight where it just looked like he was just gliding on the ice, wasn't getting, wasn't taking his line change when he should have been taking his line changes, just kind of lackadaisical on the ice again tonight. And it's just, I understand that we went into the third period, you know, you were up five to two at that point going into the third. But you, he just, you can just tell he just started coasting. And it's like, that is just not something that we want to see in the St. Louis Blues organization right now. And especially moving forward with the playoffs, it looks like that the Blues could potentially be making a playoff, making a run for the playoffs. And if they keep up their winning ways right now, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I Like I said on yesterday's episode, I do think there's still a mid-team. I think there's a lot of work to be done still. But if I'm Doug Armstrong, I am looking at trade options for Jordan Cairo, if available at all. I think you can still trade him while the iron's hot right now. You can get something out of him. But in my opinion, he is just not worth that contract, and he's not worth the headache. I do firmly believe that he is a head case on and off the ice. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But right now, he just does not look like, I don't know. If I was coaching the Blues, I would have benched him after a couple shifts of what I saw tonight. That's what I'm saying about Jordan Cairo. But other than that, Blues win 6-3. Jake Neighbors and Robert Thomas, Jordan Bennington, they're the reasons why we won this game. They were all over the ice tonight. Jordan Bennington, fantastic in that. Looking forward to Saturday's game against the Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators sit four points behind the St. Louis Blues in the standings for that second wildcard spot. And the Blues have a game in hand on Nashville as it is. So that game's going to be great. Blues are looking up. It's fun. It's playoff. I mean, we got blues hockey is like back here in St. Louis. It's been a rough couple of years here since winning that Stanley cup. And it's like what I said to a friend of mine. Uh, I think the honeymoon stage is over for me as a blues fan. When we won the Stanley cup, it was like, it, I don't know how to explain it, but when we won the cup, I was just so happy that we won a Stanley cup. And after the few years, even after we won, I was like, yeah, we, we well, we got the cup finally. That has totally worn off the season. I am back to being an angry Blues fan all the time, and it's time to win another Stanley Cup. But will it happen this year? I just don't think it will. But, hey, who knows? Crazier things have happened, right? And that will do it for today's offended February 16th. A lot of shit happened yesterday. <laughs> a lot of very busy Thursday. Um, yeah, we, we're gonna go into the weekend. We're gonna have fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun this weekend. We got a. I'm going to a Valentine's Day themed haunted house on Saturday. I'm gonna get a putt shack on Saturday as well. It's a fun weekend. We got a fun weekend planned. And then Monday we got President's Day. We will have a new episode dropping on Monday. Be sure to check that out. This has been. The Offended Podcast, presented by the Anything But Credible Network and Cobbas Clothing. We will see you guys on Monday. I'm Tricky. Love you.